You're listening to the Classical Collection with Janet Shell. Sundays from five till seven on Brooklyn's Radio. And you know what? Now in my studio is the time when we meet up with Andrew Broadbent. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Janet. So Andrew and I kind of vaguely know each other, but uh, I thought I'd like to get him on so I can find out more about what Andrew does and who Andrew is. So I think that's going to be my first question to you, Andrew. Who are you? What do you do in the area? Hi there, Janet. I actually am music specialist at West Byfleet Junior School, and I actually sing at the Queen's Chapel of the Savoy as a countertenor. Wonderful. So uh, how, do you, how do you actually manage those two roles? Because that sounds to me like they could, you know, they could conflict at some times. They do conflict on occasion, but normally during the week I'll be at West Byfleet Junior School uh-huh. and during the weekends I'm up in London. Singing. Great. And how did, how did you get into the Savoy? I mean, how, what, what sort of story behind that? Um, I went in as a deputy. Uh, one of my friends invited me in to sing. Oh, yeah. And about six months after that, um, the Master of Music, Dr. Cole. Oh, as, yes. Mm-hmm. Who was very famous. He was secretary of uh, the Associated Board at the time. Yeah. He actually invited me to join the choir and that was 1991 oh my gosh right so So just a few years then you've been in (laughs) okay and actually we should say that um andrew tell us your voice type i'm a countertenor okay great now now for people who actually are thinking okay i've heard this phrase but i'm not quite sure what that is can you elaborate on that um it's probably the best and the easiest way is to say i'm a male alto so Mm. if you're a female the alto range, I will be singing your range. Great. Do you do um, demonstrate that with other kids used to it, hearing you sing and everything? Um, it took a while for them to get used <laughs> to it, but nowadays they're very used to it. Yes. I, I noticed that when I was teaching, that even though I'm, I'm a mezzo-soprano and something they would expect to hear, mm. just the type of the voice, the, the quality of the voice, was something they're not used to, and they sort of take the mickey out of it at first. And then they get really used to it, and that's what's great. Yep. Absolutely. Now, I've asked you to bring along three pieces of music, and uh, you've brought a variety of things along for us. So I'm going to let you tell us a bit about why you've selected, what the first piece is and why you've selected it. Well, the first piece is by Henry Purcell. It is an evening hymn, and it's sung by Alfred Della, who was probably the first recorded, recorded countertenor. And it's got special personal... Me- meaning for me, yes, okay. Due to the fact that my father requested me to sing it at oh. his funeral oh. five years ago. So, oh my gosh! So, uh, how did you get through that? Because I've I've sung at funerals, but you know, my own parents perhaps not. Um, it was tricky. I thought I wasn't uh, after the introduction. I thought I wasn't going to be able to do it, mm. but then I just thought oh this is a concert need to focus uh, isn't that funny yes yeah, so i say that to people as actually as well if they have to sing in anything like a very highly emotive situation that you actually just need to flip into professional mode and just think concert just do it and you can have all your emotion afterwards absolutely but actually i think the big thing is that it actually creates a vessel for other people to then Im- it releases their emotions so actually you're singing and everybody else is is falling apart falling (laughs) apart in front of you so that's quite quite difficult so uh what was the piece you said you were we were going to hear the the purcell wasn't it it's purcell an evening hymn 
Okay, I think I'm going to play us a bit of that now and then we'll talk a little bit more afterwards. Okay. Can you tell us who is um, singing it? Alfred got, Della. And have you got any of the other instrumentalists? Uh, not at this moment. I think I have in front of me. I think it's the violent, now how do I say that, Kuiken? No so. idea. And Bill Christie, or yes. William Christie, William as Christie. he's known. Okay, we're going to listen to that. listening to the classical collection with Janet Shell. It is and welcome back and we have Andrew Broadbent with us in the studio and we've just been chatting to him about being a countertenor and about singing those kind of wonderful pieces which really stretch the voice and lots of breathing that you have to do I think. Actually when you're not feeling very well because I know you've got a bit of a cold today so I mean that really affects your your breathing and I know how it affects me as a mezzo but actually how does it affect you as a countertenor because you're still do you still have these commitments to the Savoy I mean how does that work? I, I I just try my best to <laughs> get over it, yes. which is and normally breathing you can sing over the top of a cold normally, yes. yeah. singing wise, but it tends to affect yes your speaking voice, unfortunately. Yes, no, quite. So do you notice that after you've sort of sort of worked your way through a service, you're a bit hoarse afterwards, or can you still get to the pub for that drink? Um, <laughs> on, on occasion. <laughs> That's great. Now, um, tell us a little bit about your, how you got into music in the first place. What was your routine? You know, what, what made you become a singer and I think a multi-instrumentalist, if my sources are correct? <laughs> well, my father was a conductor down in West Sussex uh-huh. and he introduced me to orchestral music right. and I initially started playing the timps in his orchestra oh, gosh. all those years ago. Yes. And then I actually... I actually played the bassoon and started the bassoon when I was about 11, 12 Uh and joined West Sussex uh, Youth Orchestra in 1975. Oh, my gosh. All those years ago. But, and I believe the next piece I've chosen... Oh, yes. Right, Okay. let me just say something about this. Okay. so you sent me some pieces of music and I had a look at this and it just says pigs. Absolutely. Now, I don't, you know, I'm like going... Okay, have I made a mistake in inviting Andrew on? <laughs> Tell me what earth that is about. Uh, well, Pigs is a piece for four bassoons. Ah. And when I joined West Sussex Youth Orchestra all those years ago, there were actually five bassoonists in the orchestra. Right. And this was one of those pieces we would enjoy playing in our breaks in rehearsals. Who's it by? It's by Alan Rideout. Oh, yes. Now, he, he did lots of ABRSM things, did yes. he? Yes, that's right. And uh, it's actually, it's got a, well, the, the people that are going to play it here, it's not you, is it? No, I'm afraid not. No, it's the Gotzenich Fagot, Fagot Quintet. 
practice. Because the wonderful thing about a bassoon is that in uh, Italian, they are fagotti or yes, faggot. Absolutely. Which is quite, quite fun. Um, so, how difficult, I mean, the bassoon seems like an extraordinary instrument to, to be taking up, though. I mean, you know, I could imagine if you said the violin or you know, something that was lying around. What? It, it was because it was lying around. Oh. Uh, right. When I was at school, there was a choice of a French horn or a bassoon. Uh huh. And so I thought, okay, let's take up the bassoon. Okay. I think it's a really useful instrument to have, though, actually, especially when you've got, when you're working with children. I mean, do you play it in, in schools and things? Uh, very rarely, unfortunately, oh. but occasionally I'll bring it out just to yes. show the children. Yeah, because actually I think it's very, they love, the, the point about the bassoon, I know that in my daughter's school, uh, one of the guys there plays the bassoon uh, when she was there, and uh, it just helped sort of balance up. If you were missing the bass part of something in the orchestra, he would just come along and he'd just play the bassoon and that could sort of fill in for the cellos and the double basses to an extent. Absolutely. But four bassoons, what's the range on the bassoon then? Um, it's up to approximately where the top, the top of treble clef. Oh, right. So it's the top E. Yes. Uh, there is an actual top F oh, my gosh. Um, in a piece by... Bernstein, West, West Side oh, Story. Typical, isn't it, yeah. And right down to bottom B flat, right. which again is extended by certain composers down to a bottom A where you have to get a toilet roll and put it into <laughs> the... <laughs> I knew I was right to have you on today, <laughs> Andrew. Okay, well, I'll see if I can pronounce this a little bit better now. The Gurtzenich uh, Fagot Quintet are going to play Pigs by Alan Ridout. Wonderful piece by Alan Ridout there for, uh, well, uh, five bassoons? It's actually four bassoons and a countertenor. Oh, I see. A counterbassoon. Contrabassoon. Contrabassoon, yeah. Okay, great. So um, this must be a very busy time of year for you, Andrew. I mean, it usually is for any musician, but, you know, you seem to be so multi-talented and have so many things going on. Are you actually conducting any concerts or anything at the minute? I'm helping to conduct one uh, in Hawley. Um, in a few weeks time but also I'm conducting various uh, with my school choir Okay, yes. So is there something that we can... I mean, I do a what's on after this, so, do you know, is there something that we can talk about that maybe we could come to? Well, we're we're singing in West Byfleet a couple of times over the Christmas period. Uh, There is actually a shopping day, a Christmas shopping day organised by the businesses within West Byfleet. Uh Uh-huh, great. And they are going... We're going to be singing on the 6th of December and again on the 11th but the 11th is more in the evening, sort mm-hmm. of 3.45 on about until 5.30-ish. Great. And then singing in Costa Coffee on the 12th <laughs> yes. and the Harvester, uh-huh. again in West Byfleet, on the 17th. So are these with, who are you taking? I mean, who's going to be singing? Um, well, a selection of children from school, basically. Um, oh, great experience for them. So they, they, they sign up to do it and we just go out get slightly cold so yes i've arranged for sort of hot chocolates at certain places around the area <laughs> hey can we all come that sounds great <laughs> well we're, we're having 
in Bellamico's on the 11th, we always go in for a quick hot chocolate oh, and right. sing a couple of carols in Bellamico's to yes. thank them very much for their hospitality. And we've got our school carol service on the 18th, mm. which is... When do you actually break up? 19th. Oh, <laughs> so that's great. So it's the day yeah. before you break up, then you're done and dusted. Except you're probably not. You then have probably have to go off to the Savoy and do all the Christmas stuff there, do you? Um, well, I've, my first carol service is on the 2nd. Oh, and yeah. I finish on Christmas Day. Oh my gosh, right. So of course it really impacts upon family life and friends and everything, doesn't Absolutely. it? Does that, I mean, is that every year or can you take it on a rotor system? It's every year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, there's no, no getting out of no. it, is there, once, once you're in there doing stuff. But once you're in there, it's thoroughly enjoyable, so... Yeah. And of course, if you've been there for a while, then it's the camaraderie with the friends that, that you have there as well. Totally. Um, so... Um, Obviously, apart from singing, how will you be celebrating your Christmas? What will you be doing after that? Do you get some time off at least? Well, after Christmas Day, singing Christmas morning, I'm going to be staying with family up in Dulwich. Oh, great. So that'll that'll be nice to have a little bit of time with them. Yes. Which is long overdue. Yeah, no, I'm sure. So, um, you know, um, do you come from this area? Do you originate from here? Um, I originate originally from Amersham. In Buckinghamshire. Oh, I know that, yes. But um, family moved down to Midhurst in West Sussex um, when I was a mere youngster at, at the age of four. Yes. Um, and they, they're still there now. Yes. Mm-hmm. But obviously I've moved around as a teacher. Yes. Over the years. Yes. And um, I imagine that you would just enjoy um, all your different roles because it keeps you... It's a varied life, isn't it, really? Yep. It is very, very varied. I, I enjoy... The conducting side of things, I have to do arrangements because of being a school mm-hmm. choir, always doing arrangements and organising new events. Like we we were at Woking Music Festival just recently, mm-hmm. came second, I might add. Oh, good, well done. So it was it, it was enjoyable, and the children thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I actually had one child who actually had her fingers crossed all the way through oh. the performance. She was only seven, yes. so she, and it was so sweet to see. Yes. Oh. Well, you know, these things, you know, there's a lot of talk at the moment about music and the arts and, and people saying, oh, you don't, you know, it shouldn't, you should get rid of those really basically or they're not as important as the science and the math subjects. But, you know, my take on it is we need to be more renaissance about this. I would like people to embrace all of those subjects because it gives you a much more rounded education. And, you know, you must see this in the youngsters, especially the younger children. They're so enthusiastic mm. and it's so immediate for them, isn't it? Absolutely. I, f- I find that the children who take on the music find that the discipline of music mm. impacts on their learning throughout all the, uh, the rest of the curriculum as well. Yes, I've, I've always said that. You know, and in fact, when I was teaching, you could see that there were some children that maybe struggled in certain subjects and struggled to perhaps engage with the subject. Once they'd got the discipline of music and they got into that, they actually, it, it, as you say, it went across the curriculum and uh, other teachers started to notice and comment on that. Absolutely. So uh, we're, we're for music, aren't we? Staying oh, in the, yes. very much staying in the, in the whole school curriculum and in fact expanding really. Well, uh, I actually had a concert where I asked for volunteers to sing um, mm. at the end of last term, and 66 children appeared. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and if you think that the school is only 244 strong, mm. 
That's quite That's a, a very good percentage. Quite, isn't quite it? a good percentage, and yeah. long may it last. Yes, quite well. Well done, you. Obviously, they they love working for you, and you've you've produced a really fantastic atmosphere, and uh, for them to feel comfortable to do that. Hopefully. Now you've got we've got one more piece to get on. It's actually your longest piece, but um, tell us a little bit about why you've chosen this and what it is. Um, this was the first piece that I ever sang at the Queen's Chapel of the Savoy, which was in about 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Vaughan Williams' Tidium in G. It's for double chorus, and at the time, the choir was only, well, it's six men and about 15 boys at the time. Yes. It's now 23 boys, mm. but um, at that time, it was that size, and it just brings back good memories. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's uh, enjoy enjoy your memories with you. You've actually got a recording with Martin Baker and the Westminster Abbey Choir. This is the Vaughan Williams Te Deum in G. Angela, it was just lovely to hear that. That's a very calming piece of music for us to finish uh, talking to you. So thank you for your wonderful choices of music and all about you and what you do. And if ever you want to come back on the show, we'd be very pleased to have you. That would be lovely. Thank you very much, Janet. Yeah, you're more than welcome. And uh, so that, ladies and gentlemen, that's Andrew Broadbent. And uh, he's a great musician that spends a lot of time working with the young people in this area and then also satisfies his own cravings by going to sing at the Savoy. Absolutely. <laughs> OK, great. Nice to, nice to have you come in, Andrew. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You're listening to The Classical Collection with Janet Schell. Mm-hmm. 